do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad outfit. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure now. Well, who am I? Sure now. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyler. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch One. And... Dude, it's a rainy, dreary day. We had a couple of beautiful days here, like 70 degrees. Welcome to Ohio. <laughs> and then the weekend hits, and... <laughs> At least we can get a nice storm. Yeah. We got we got south of that. <laughs> I know um, our buddy Derek up in Boston's probably getting hammered. Yep. Minnesota's getting snow. Yeah. Hopefully so. it'll end soon. It is April. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we have all the rain. It's all your April showers. Yeah, a non-existent fun. climate change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I know in the past we've had a bit of snow at the beginning of April, so you kind of expect it a yeah. little, but it gets old. Well, that was funny, because um, we're not a sports podcast, but baseball started the, in the last two weeks. And, um, and you know it's baseball time when you start to get a snowstorm again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's not uncommon for Cleveland to get snow. Oh, and most of the northern yep. states to get... They have to cancel games because of snow. Yeah. Well, with the the Cleveland opener, they they barely avoided. Oh, it ended up being a beautiful night yeah, for baseball. They, they were worried early on, though. Like, earlier in the week, they were worried yeah. it was going to be snow. So it was beautiful. Were... It was cold, but it was beautiful. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah. if, if you're a Cleveland sports fan, you're used to sitting out in the cold. That's right. Though, though you're usually used to being disappointed when you're doing it. Well, I don't know. Just for baseball. <laughs> just for football right now. Because baseball and basketball have figured out how to f- win, yeah. <laughs> finally. Well, I don't know. At least with basketball, you're not cold because you're indoors. Yeah. True. <laughs> so, um... See, we know something about sports. I do. <laughs> See, I'm not a huge sports fan, but I'll watch baseball. I'll watch and listen to the Indians. But that's... I grew up listening to the Indians with my grandpa, so... Yeah. Um, but... What? Other than that, what are you, Dawn? You went and saw nine hundred movies this week. <laughs> no. If you look at Facebook, that's all you did all week was watch movies. I know. I, I tend to check in every time I go to see a movie, and then I do my little, you know, one paragraph review. Um, no, I did. I mean, we we went and saw Rampage earlier this week, and then um, I had I had a day to myself uh, on Saturday, so I decided I was going to go see movies that Kylan wasn't all that interested in. So I went and saw a Quiet Place and I Love Dogs. So you don't do the scary movies at Quiet Place, Kylan? Or did that well, one there just didn't do for you? Well, I just, I, I wasn't he's, home. He's, well, first of all, he's not hes not all that into horror movies anyway. I, I, but he wasn't sure about A Quiet Place if he'd bother, but I i think he would actually like it. It's not. So, I'll get to it in a minute, but really it's not a horror, horror movie. Yeah. Right. See, that's, that's what's a little weird here. So I'm not a huge horror fan either. But you're in the but, movies. Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh, it's even more fun when you're in on it. Um, did you guys ever actually see that fun house? No, we yeah, never. Okay. <coughs> we gotta, Vicky. You gotta put it on your phone and remind me to bring that in. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna remember. You know that. You don't remember anything I tell you. <laughs> so, um, but did you guys do anything other than watching movies this week? 
No, just watch movies. Um, <laughs> oh, well, we got word that our comic shop got the uh, free comic book day uh, shipment in on Thursday. Yeah, cool. He was yeah, so oh, he's already got it. Yeah, <clears throat> so, they come in wow. early because all the comics are already published. Yeah, so so there's the the countdown for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that that of course falls on Odd Mall weekend. So as usual, I'll be making my run. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, and actually, if I remember right, John over at Kenmore said I could actually give him my list of stuff I wanted from Free Comic Book Day, <laughs> and he'd hold it for me until Wednesday. That's good. So. That's good, yeah, I mean, because... And if all this fails, you just walk across the street from the um, Jonas Knight Center and the Rubber City Comics has them all. That's true. True. That's what we did last year. Yeah, we did, ran over there last year. A couple of us did. But um, what did we do this week, Vicky? I had the reception on Friday. Yeah, you, she had the opening for the art gallery that she was put. Nice. She was in. And they, we did um, the big... Huh? They only had 25 artists. A couple of them had doubles or triples. Oh, okay. There was only actually 25. Wow. And I think hers may have been the only one. It's great because... Um, they kept talking about how this is a, the art show is basically um, a look at the 24 neighborhoods of Akron mm-hmm. in photography. Mm-hmm. And they were ta- saying how they, um, when they were picking, they thought it was awesome that they had everything from quality pictures taken with a cell phone all the way up to professional photographers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like every time they mentioned cell phone, I thought, because I know Vicky, that's what she, that's how she did it was with a cell phone. <laughs> nice. But it looks beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, you get just, good quality with cell phones yeah. now. I mean, that's the thing. So, there's a lot of people who don't even have cameras other than their cell phone mm-hmm. right. at this point. They still can't get Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got a phone in their pocket and no one can get a picture of Bigfoot. Yeah, right. Or a good one. But um, we had that, and yesterday we had the picnic all day with uh, for um, DC Superpowers. We had our 100th anniversary. Nice. Right. So that'll be coming out later this week. But other than that, we really didn't have time to do much of anything, did we? Just work and work and work. Cassie played with with Princess Nisa and just ran, 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 ran. Yeah. So, it was just, it, it was weird. We didn't do a whole lot, but it was not a relaxing week. But it was a busy week. Hopefully yeah. this week coming up, though, it looks like we don't have any plans really all week. We can actually sit back and catch up on some stuff. Right. Although we did see Legends. <clears throat> we, that's the only show we watched that's, this week was the finale of Legends I was Legends trying to remember, tomorrow. and I think, no, we actually, we watched Black Lightning as well, didn't we? Yeah, we did watch yeah, Black Lightning. Yeah, we watched Black Lightning. Well, there's only one more episode but, of that. Yeah, there's one more. And then we're going to be talking about the finales of both of those like yes. mm-hmm. lightning so oh okay yeah, that's then we got show. um uh timeless too oh yeah we yeah. did watch timeless did we, as well did, i don't know if we watched it or not not this one we, we will the, the, <laughs> this past week was the salem witch trials nope we didn't get that one yeah mm-hmm. we're behind but yeah we're behind like i said we're behind on everything i don't know this last two <laughs> weeks have been nuts so welcome that, to our summer uh-huh. <laughs> that and it doesn't help that at work i'm making a mix that has large amounts of ether in it, so I get home oh, and I'm geez. just ready to sleep. You're just tired. I'm ready to sleep, even though it's all in a room that's all ventilated and stuff. So we don't. You still smell enough of it mm-hmm. that I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then he still smells like it even after he showers. See, at least the good thing is, you know, some of the shows are ending with mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. Legends of Black Lightning and Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. Um, but then again, um, Legion just started. Right. That's a couple I still have to watch in. season one. And Walking Dead dead yet? Because it seems like it. They've got another season coming. I mean, it's just... I'm kind of done with Walking... Like, I didn't really care that much about this season. We fell off after but, season four. Yeah, it just... Because <laughs> that's when we cut cable. They they keep kind of changing the focus, so that kind of works to keep it alive in a way. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm almost done with it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so Legion just started up again. Um... And Into the Badlands and Westworld are coming on... They're both on the 22nd, I think. Yeah. 
So we just as we're getting rid of shows, we're gaining more. They announced yeah. that Preacher is starting up again in June. Yeah. So wow. I mean, I that much. Then, um, yeah, June it seems to be always for Preacher. Vicky was asking for, about um, People of Earth. Which you guys, I don't probably have. I don't think you saw. We've talked about it on here, and it's like they're probably starting in June also because that's a summer show. And I think Outcast is coming back again soon. Okay. Oh, but so, yeah. no, we did finish uh, Strike Back. Yeah, Strike Back. Ended that soon. was which was. That was uh, one that what's that one? one? It, it, Strike Back is a British Special Forces. Oh, okay. It was it was based on a novel. It's on it, it's on Cinemax. It's on Cinemax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. That was good. It was wow, good Cinemax movie. actually is running shows now too. Cinemax actually has good shows. Yeah. See, everybody talks about HBO, um, Star, HBO stars the big ones, and Showtime sometimes. I've never mm-hmm. really heard much about Cinemax. Cinemax yeah. is running a few. Yeah. I mean, it, it, HBO is Cinemax, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's only like they have what five or six cable movie channels now. The pay for cable movie mm-hmm. channels, and there's only like three companies that own them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but then the thing is, though, it's not just five or six channels. It's there's HBO, there's HBO East, HBO West, HBO yeah. Latino. HBO. There's like five like channels. Each, each or six one channels has for each. six or seven each, so you've got mm-hmm. like thirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but yeah, and oh, I I rewatched. I finished rewatching the first season of Westworld because I'm preparing for season mm-hmm. two. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's one that, like I said, it's on the list of stuff we need to see. And just... See, I like I like things like that because Westworld plays with timelines, and I think the first season there were three different timelines mm-hmm. that they played with that you didn't start to sort things out until almost the end of the season. Yeah. So it's worth rewatching if you if you haven't seen it, it, it it's definitely worth watching it. But um, even if you have, it's worth rewatching and seeing the little clues you get in the first few episodes that are like, oh, I should have picked up on that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think season two of Into the Badlands is like eight episodes. It's season three. It was, I know, but I, I need oh, to catch up. Oh, it was season two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I, I need to catch up. And I'm thinking that. it's eight, and I can do that in a day. If you, want, if you want something that's kind of its own world, but has various time periods involved, Into the Badlands is the one to go with there. If you look at the costuming, they've got everything from like Baroque to steampunk, to futuristic, to... It's a mix of everything, and it's martial arts and swords and awesomeness. Yeah, that, that one, from, from what little bit I've seen, because uh, we've not seen it yet, it reminded me if you take the old, the original Kung Fu TV series, which was a Chinese Western, which... Yeah. Right. Mix that with Mad Max. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. And um, that seems like it's about the area it's, you're at. It definitely has... Instead of being in the Old West, you're in like the Mad Max time frame. Yeah, it definitely has the Kung Fu meets Apocalypse kind of yes. feel to it. And there's factions, like clans and stuff, and it, it's just a really good show. Yeah, though. and, yeah, and, the, and each, of the, each of the clans, like, each of the clans is its own, like, unique culture and, yeah. and, and fighting of, style. Some of them and, are very cult-like. Yeah. As yeah. Well. The new season looks like it brings in some kind of mystical yes. parts to yeah, you. So. Yeah, so. Cool. That's once again, you're in the realm of Kung Fu again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets his <laughs> fighting on TV any way he can. Yeah, I get it. You know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad because we're, we're starting to get spies on TV again and Kung Fu again. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like the 90s all over again. Yes. The it's, 90s syndication. It's Kylan's world. Is it what is. It is. At some it point, is. we are going to sit there and just wax nostalgic on 90s syndicated TV. Ugh. Man. Yeah, we, we could do an entire episode on that. Yeah. Yes. Because you're going through all of the Highlander and the Renegade and all of that stuff. Mm. Oh, good lord. Kung Fu the Legend continues. Uh, <laughs> technically, Kung Fu the Legend continues was TNT. It was not syndicated. It wasn't? Nope. Wow. 
Well, even back then, the cable shows were still pretty much the same quality as your syndicated shows. Yes. So and we can I, talk about Cleopatra 2020. I, oh God! Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't have to talk about There's a friend of ours who uh, lives out in Seattle. Um, she's she's known as Oh My Fiona um, on uh, on Instagram. Our friend Adrian. She decided to finally tour the new city that she lives in, um, the Seattle area. And one of the things she went to was uh, one of the pop culture museums. Yes. She posted a picture of the Highlander outfit from the movie. Like oh, nice kilt and fur and. Weaponry and they have it there on display. Connors, and, yeah. Oh, oh and man, full out. It would have to yeah. be Connors if it's from the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I'd tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> man. So now you can be jealous that Adrian's out there looking at all this pop culture stuff. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll come back to Con on the Cob one day. She'll you know raise the funds and come visit us again. Yeah. <laughs> you better come back. <laughs> if you're so, listening. Um, but. Well, speaking of Con on the Cobb and Oddmall, we do have an Oddmall coming up right around the corner. <gasps> yes. So Fastly what, three approaching. Weeks, uh, three weeks out, four weeks out from Con on the Cobb. Or, yeah, Con on the Cobb. Oddmall. Less than a weird. month. It's the first weekend in May. Yes. <laughs> At the John S. Knight Center, downtown Akron. Come check it out. Um, it's the same day as Free Comic Book Day, so come get your comics and come down there. And it's, it's completely free. Donations are appreciated because, you know, it costs a lot to run these things. But, um, but if you don't have it, it's free. That's right. And it's family friendly, completely family friendly, and great entertainment and interesting panels. And the real reason for Odd Mall is all the artists. So come out and look at all their wares and buy some awesomeness because seriously, you're not likely to find it pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, we see the... Except, you know, for other little art shows you might go to, but Odd Mall has all the Yeah, but there's very few art shows that are the style as Odd Mall. You'll, so. you'll have fun no matter what. Even even if you don't find something to buy, there's all this entertainment. There's costuming. There's cosplay all over the place, and there's a costume contest. There's and two costume contests. You, well, one a day, yes. Yeah, every day um, of Oddball, there's a costume contest. And Andy's having some weird, stupid human trick talent show on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if you can do and stupid that, things, then you can be in a talent is, show. Andy's actually hosting that one. So the best impression yes. of Andy might win it. You could. Everyone should dress as Andy for Saturday. Yes. We need. What, I need a group cosplay. We, everybody dresses Andy. We Hop. need a lot of of wigs. That's what we need. Oh. <laughs> Everyone is Andy Hop. You need. All you really need is a crazy haired um, black wig, um, even an afro. Bald would on do. top. An afro would do though. I mean. Yeah. Um, and um, khaki shorts. Yes. And a geeky T-shirt. Pretty that, much. You have the Andy yeah, Hoff costume yeah. right there. And a pair of glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you got to make sure if you do get the wig with the... Basically, get a Danny DeVito wig. Yeah, exactly. And you have Andy Look Hoff. at a picture of Danny DeVito and then you can dress like Andy. <laughs> or dress up as the red M&M as DeVito and Andy Hoff. <laughs> Andy Hoff as Andy DeVito being the red M&M. That's right. That's, That's right. The, there you yeah. go. That's the other one, the red M&M one. <laughs> we'll put boxes. You can just lounge in the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually bring boxes from work and crush Or if, as, as long as you can keep everything adequately covered, you can have a t-shirt and just boxers because um, Andy's known to go pantless on lots of occasions. <laughs> well, then his pants just randomly fall off. They do, and the more alcohol is involved, the better. Well, usually it's actually when this ha- I mean, it happens during party times, but a lot of times it happens during setup of a show. <laughs> yeah, he's completely sober when it happens a lot, which is surprising. So, so is it sugar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you I go. Don't know. sugar. It's a, it's a. We'll it's, start throwing. It's stick. a matter of comfort. If Andy's well, gonna be more comfortable without we'll just throw stickers at him, here you go. You'll be okay. <laughs> 
Well, also, um, coming up right after that, I believe it's June 2nd, mm-hmm. is the um, River City Rumpus. Or no, River City Pop Culture Festival, or I don't remember it's, what they're calling it's it. It's sponsored by Odd Mall. It's not yeah. a full Odd Mall. But Andy is arranging for vendors, so um, if you're a vendor who, who, whether you do Odd Mall or not, and you're in Northeast Ohio, this is in Cuyahoga Falls, right on the riverfront. Um, go to oddmall.info because he has all the stuff for Rubber yeah. City there too as well. Um, or well, River this is City. Rubber City because last year it was the last Rubber, year was City. Rubber City. Last year it was location. the Rubber City Pop Culture Festival, yeah. which I actually wrestled at. But this year they moved it to Cuyahoga Falls down on the riverfront, so it'll be even an indoor and an outdoor show. And uh, Mike McFarland's helping put on the uh, the music as well. Yeah, there'll so. be two stages of music. Uh, Vicky and I can't make it. I wish we could. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess Rubber City Cosplay is going to be running the costume contest for them. They, they ran them for the, for the Pop Culture Fest last year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And Kyle and I won't be there because that's also the same day as Geek Fest at the Akron Library. Yeah. So we will be repping Geek Watch 1 at the library that day. So, But we want to see all the Geeksters <laughs> out there and um, let them know that Geek Watch 1 is still represented at this festival. And they're apparently opening with a parade at the festival yes. as well. So there's that to see. And it goes... Right through till 10 p.m. because of the music acts. So there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Well, are you guys are you guys going to be coming to the Memorial Day Parade? We don't know yet. For um, the oddball? Yes. Uh, uh, Andy's looking for oddballs for the Memorial Day Parade. For through, Green. In Green, Ohio. So I figured that would be fun. We could sit on the stage, be towed behind. We'll bring Zoe and, and Cass. See? Oopsie. Randomly having mannequins fall. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, the mannequin there fell. Which one? <laughs> the white that, one. That was long after you went by it. No. Oh. <laughs> but no, we'll, 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 we'll all sit on the on the on the trailer <laughs> or in the back of the jeep. We'll throwing, get, we'll, can, throwing candy at people and see if you can beat them in the forehead. We'll have we'll have, <laughs> the, we'll, have the, we'll have the we'll have the dog contingent on on the stage there being pulled along. <laughs> That's right. Well, Kyle and I will walk behind. Yeah, we gotta walk the parade route. No, because I'm gonna be working that day. Mem- oh. Working, oh, that's right. You are working Memorial. Yep. Day. Sorry. So we'll see if I show up. That's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta be. Helping I can people. be convinced to wake up early on a day off. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, other than that, check out geekwatch1.com. All the information for everything we'll have uh, up there. Don't I always page, on our um yeah on our calendar page. I post everywhere we're going to be. So all the Odd Mall links are there. Um, since since at least you guys are going to be at the parade, I'll put the link there that Andy has from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's public anyway, I think it is. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so anyone who wants to show up in cosplay and stuff. Last year there was someone on stilts. There yeah. was there were there was a hearse. There was a Andy, you know, couple yeah, vehicles. Well, Odd Mall in general got got the award I think for the best presentation. What was the award for it? It was like best presentation or something because yeah. the Green Parade. A lot of the people in the parade is like your sports teams, your yeah. um, little league teams. It's either police. people just being pulled along by a car, or running for um, office, you type. know, or they're just walking as oh, a yeah. group sort of thing and with a banner. So at least at Odd Mall does its own thing. Well, they, they had the the truck from what was it, Rubber City. Um, Whatever one has the t-shirt truck, they had mm-hmm. the t-shirt yeah. truck was in the parade. Yeah. We had a hearse in the parade. Andy had his um, van full of all the oddball banners and everything. Yep. Right. We actually made an event out of the parade. Exactly. <laughs> because it, everything's an event when we show up. That's right. <laughs> Cassie walked the entire way at just a few months old. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. It was like a two-mile parade route, but it didn't feel that long. It did, because it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> you were in normal clothes. You weren't in a costume. There you go. Ah, there you go. See. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> well, why don't we get into some news here? Let's do that. What happened in the world of geek? Well, uh, the one thing that probably a lot of people did hear about uh, was that the ticket sales for Infinity War got in the news again because 
the pre-sales are bigger than the past seven MCU films combined. Well, that's because this movie is the past seven MCU films combined. <laughs> really, it, it pretty much is. But if you consider the like basically the record-breaking sales that Black Panther had, and it's it more it's at double those. Yeah. And then you add Black Panther to all the six other films before that, and it's it's past that. So we have some pretty major things going on. And if you look, I I was curious. I checked the um, the sales for the time that we're going to see the movie on the opening Thursday. Yeah. The only tickets that are available for the theater are all the very front row. Like that's all that's left in the theater. And this is a month out. No, yeah. this, this was last week, so it was almost a month out. So Yeah, we ended up getting ours on um, for Friday night. Okay. Jesse got them for us we, for Friday night at like 7. Um, so yeah, so there was that. Uh, also, an anna- a quick announcement that they've, re- they've renewed Jessica Jones for a season 3. Okay. Which is great. Um, and it looks like, based on the talk, Kyle and I were discussing this. Um, we know that Luke Cage season two is coming soon. Based on the talk, it seems like you almost don't need anything beyond a season two for Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they'll just join together as heroes for hire. Yeah, if they if they do that, because, that would actually be a good idea. Because Danny shows up in Luke Cage for the yeah. second season, so yes. it's like they're beginning that anyway. So we'll we'll see what happens. But it would almost be interesting if they did. A, um, I don't know how you would do it. But do um, these street level Marvel characters, not as not defenders, but do a show. It's almost an anthology show with all the different characters. So you'll have a Daredevil episode, then you'd have a you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting to see. That, that all these work. characters they, they've that introduced these four characters now. Yeah, and it'd, it'd be interesting to see because the, all their stories could real easily um, intertwine without yeah. being one big story. Right. I don't think there's going to be any further Defenders. Like, I don't think there's going to be a second season of Defenders. Yeah. There mm-hmm. just doesn't need to be. But but the, um, it, it, would, it would make it so that um, you wouldn't be... Because, like, watching Jessica Jones, I was, wait, I was waiting the whole time to see if any of the other characters show up. Right. right. If you did a show that was all of the characters, and you know, then, you, then it would be okay. If they show up, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. If they don't, it's a standalone but, episode. But, yeah, but they're not all together. They're just, yeah. You just follow their different stories. Right. It's true. Um the, the other thing is, you know, Netflix could bring this particular grouping to a close as they get into the next group. If they're, yeah. you know, because they've, they've got the Punisher. So that's yeah. kind of opening it up for another but, group of shows. But there's a problem with that because I think it was back in November or something. Uh, Marvel, well, Disney Marvel uh, made some agreement that any new Marvel stuff to come out would be strictly through Disney-owned properties. Yeah, but they're not putting anything R-rated on their streaming service. I know, so see, I'm like, I'm, like I'm wondering what does <laughs> that mean for... Netflix could do it, I think, but it would have to be, they would have to be the gritty, like, basically it would be Marvel Max but, on TV. But, but see, Netflix isn't owned by Disney. I know. Yeah. So the thing is, they would have to backtrack on that although, in order No, for, they could still come up with a deal. Although, I mean, right, yeah. Um, the, now, that, I don't know if is the Fox news from this week on your thing... Yeah. Okay. Well, when we get to the Fox news, <laughs> um, Fox is a large partner in Hulu. Yes. So you may we if may Disney see soon Fox. if the right. Disney deal goes through, which you have all the details on later. Mm-hmm. But um, we could see um, a move from Netflix to a Netflix style shows on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I mean, because and that would be a partially Disney they're, owned property. They're they're partly starting that anyway. They have Runaways is on Hulu. Yeah. Right. So you know they have they have things starting over there, and we can we can get into that right now. And Hulu would be a, a great uh, um, pla- good platform for that because they do they run they could run a 
um, the adult shows, but no. R-rated sh- yes. type shows, the hard PG-13 to R-rated shows on Hulu with no problem. And they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't have to worry about it at all. The, um, the, and they still get the money from it. The Disney Fox deal news came out this week from the, um, they had a town hall meeting for Fox employees yeah. and such. Um, and the president of, of 21st Century Fox, Peter Rice, told the employees that he's expecting the, the transaction with Disney to most likely be completed spring, summer 2019, or at least by end of summer 2019 at the latest. So at this point, that it sounds like that is a done deal. It's just a matter yeah. of doing the paperwork. It's Yeah, and it's just, you know, the, the government looking at it and stuff too. But, uh, you know, the, the initial projection was about 18 months, and that's pretty right. much where it puts it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the remaining Fox assets, which is Fox Broadcasting and the sports channels um, and local Fox stations, uh, would be lumped together and they said probably it would just continue to be called Fox. Yeah. I like it. Well, I like the way he said it, it would be rebranded as Fox. Yes. Well, cause they were calling it what, like new Fox or some stupid thing like yeah. that. And, and he's like, it would probably just be Fox. Right. Um, and, um, uh, the thing is they, there are, they're still doing well in that regard because they do have the Thursday night football deal mm-hmm. and right. that's a huge amount right there. Um, it makes it, uh, Fox is NFL's biggest partner because it's got 40% of the viewership through yeah. Thursday Night Football. Well, not right. just Thursday Night Football. They actually have um, a lot of the Sunday games are yes. also on Fox. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, post-deal, Fox would remain in West L.A. and Disney would be, be leasing the offices on the Fox lot for the next seven years. Yeah, um, basically allowing them to transition it over to yeah, Disney. Yeah, it, it makes sense because they have all the production stuff there, so there's no sense making mm-hmm. them move. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it would be pretty seamless for anyone moving to Disney. The other interesting thing uh, about this is that Fox has been attempting to uh, take over um, a UK company called Sky, which is yeah. a big production company there. It, well, Sky is basically... Um, the chief competitor for BBC, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Sky Networks. Um, so for a while now, um, Fox has been in talks for this acquisition. And the UK panel on takeovers and mergers ruled this past week that Disney will be forced to acquire Sky if the deal is not complete before they acquire Fox. Ah, okay. So oh. basically, uh, Fox is thinking it will be completed this year anyway. Um it's like a $15 billion thing. Um, they're expecting it to be completed this year anyway, um, which means that their Disney deal will encompass all of that anyway yeah. once it gets all of Fox. Right. But in case it isn't, by the time the Disney-Fox thing happens, they Disney will have to pay an additional $15 billion to acquire Sky. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that'll that. Gives, that sounds like it's basically the um, the British government just saying no. This deal is not going to fall through the cracks on the right. transition. Well, that that's just it. I mean, there's it's it's a massive thing for the for yeah. the UK companies, and um, and they have to make sure that it, you know it's They're not protecting just a, the, the fact that it's, it's going not, to happen. It's not just a US government issue. It's a more yeah. of a global government issue when there's well, especially companies entertainment involved. companies now. The, none of the entertainment companies are one country companies anymore. Right. Sky BBC. Is in hundreds of companies or c- countries. countries. So is Sky. So is Disney and all these other ones. And, are and the global. thing is, it's not it's not just a single um, version of content either. 
you know, you're talking TV and movies and other forms of production and the behind the scenes stuff as well as in front of the screen stuff. And, you know, there's a lot involved. I mean, it's $15 yeah. billion. Dollars. It's not like Sky's a small company. No. <laughs> you know, well, so, so now, now that, that, you know, Fox is dealing with them, they're, like I said, they're hoping it'll be complete before the Disney thing happens, but if not, and, and the companies have agreed to it. All three, mm -hmm. Sky, Fox, and Disney have agreed to this. Nice. That regardless, it will happen. So S Sky's company produces uh, Strike Back, too. There you okay. go. So. Well, also, they're, um, Sky is well-known around the world for their sports nets. Yes. Mm -hmm. Basically, what people think of Fox Sports around here in, in America mm -hmm. is that's Sky around the world. Yeah. True. They're, they're probably, they rival, if not, they're probably eclipsed greatly ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to consider they've got the whole, um, you know, UK football, original football, mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> soccer stuff going then, on. And that, is, that, and that is truly global. And um, if you think, I mean, the British Empire fell a long time ago, but it's still there. <laughs> mm -hmm. And all those countries that the Brit that used to be British colonies or territories all still run Sky and um, BBC regularly. I mean, that's yep. their normal TV right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Sky, and where BBC is at, Sky's at. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could PBC America. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, and like you said, Sky does some some shows on cable on that too. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So there's that. Uh, there's um, news for fans of Joe Hill. Um, his novel Nosferatu, which is um, actually, if you've seen the book cover, it's actually N O S four A two. Okay. It looks like a license plate, Nosferatu. Um, the adaptation of it is coming to AMC in 2019 as a series. And it's a, gotten a 10-episode order with the showrunner uh, being Jamie O'Brien, who does Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. So this is someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to horror stuff. The, no, the novel itself is only from 2013. It's not like it's really old. And you have... Um, the main character is an artist with a talent for finding lost things. And her search for children abducted by an immortal soul-sucking fiend who resides in a place called Christmas Land. So, so basically, they just don't want to say vampire. It's yeah. I mean, he he does some stuff that seems vampire-ish, but without vampires. Yeah. Um, you know, and I I love Joe Hill. His his novels are awesome. If you don't know, he's Stephen King's son. I mean, oh, come okay. On. Mm -hmm. um, massively talented. He he. Some of his stuff is reminiscent of his dad's a little in the in the atmosphere um, of it, but he definitely has his own his own tone to it and stuff. And he's he's just a really good writer. So. The fact that we're going to get that adaptation is cool. Mm -hmm. um, and for both the comic and gamer fans, uh, Rick and Morty is doing a crossover with Dungeons and Dragons in a new comic, <laughs> uh, <Okay. laughs> which is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be a four-issue comic series debuting this August, and basically, there um, it'll send Rick and Morty into high fantasy adventure. Blended with the usual elements of the Rick and Morty show. Uh, it kicks off when Morty asks Rick for advice about Dungeons and Dragons because kids at his school are playing the game. <laughs> so uh, it, it will surely have lots of actual Dungeons and Dragons involved. <laughs> and, and swords and death and yeah, lots of stuff like that. So considering the, you know, the cartoon is very interdimensional and all that kind of thing, it'll, it'll be an interesting little yeah. piece. Um, the other piece of uh, big news in the gaming world that I had was that the famous Billy Mitchell um, has been stripped of all his high scores and banned from competition following a Donkey Kong controversy. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw that headline. <laughs> this, is, this is the guy who um, for years has uh, 
supposedly held the title of Donkey Kong have, getting the million point game and also one of the few people in the world to ever play a perfect game of Pac-Man. There's only um, been, even to this point, like less than 10 perfect games of Pac-Man exactly, ever recorded. Exactly. Now, the more may have happened, but no one knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> but see, these, these are things have recorded. to be recorded. Yeah. Well, this is, this is where the problem comes in. Um, I guess months ago, charges were brought against him with the, there's only one high score sanctioning authority. It's called Twin Galaxies. Yeah. So charges were brought against him months ago with them, claiming that his high score runs were achieved on an emulator and not an original unmodified arcade cabinet motherboard, which for scores to be verified and accepted by Twin Galaxies, they have to be achieved on original hardware. Yeah. So apparently frame-by-frame frame analysis of the gameplay footage can show you why it's not on original hardware. There's... Um, when a Donkey Kong stage loads, the on-screen pixel, pixels, art, and objects appear in a very specific order, in a very, very specific manner as well. So when playing on an emulator, emulator though, when you slow it down, the stage is set up differently. And so they, that's how they're able to tell whether it's original hardware or emulator. Mm -hmm. So typically judges have to be present in person to actually watch competitors play through the run. Um, but he was allowed to send in footage of his playthrough as proof of his achievement. And they accepted it at the time, which was years ago. But somehow someone noticed discrepancies in the footage and brought it to Twin Galaxies' attention back in February. And so um, uh, from a, a quote from them, from a Twin Galaxies viewpoint, the only important thing to know is whether or not the score performances are from an unmodified original DK arcade PCB as per the competitive rules. We now believe they are not from an original unmodified, and so our investigation of the tape content ends with that conclusion and assertion. So now Mitchell's longtime rival Steve Wiebe is recognized as the first man to score a million points in Donkey Kong. And... The day after this came out, the Guinness Book of World Records removed Billy Mitchell's scores, as well as his records for Pac-Man, um, from the database because their um, awards were based on the Twin Galaxies leaderboards. Yeah, right. So he's not only be, been stripped through the Twin Galaxies Authority, but also the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's, he's banned from the leaderboards as well. Dang. So, um, if if you're interested in what yeah. you know before this, what happened and how he became you know the big man or something, there there is a I think it's called the King of Donkey Kong mm -hmm. or the King of Kong documentary that came out a few years ago oh, okay. about about him about Billy Mitchell that you can find. It might be on Netflix. I don't know. It's on video game ones. Um, I still got to watch that Ernie Klein one about the uh, video game, the Atari Graveyard. Oh, there you go. Um, so yeah, so. There you go. Be careful what you do. You know, don't try and fake it with people. <laughs> I don't know. The, I mean, the thing is... But he, there's still no... As far as I know, there's the, he may not have faked it. It could have been something wrong well, with Well, I mean, the thing is, though, been, even though he got he got it on an emulator, he still made it. He still like, got a million, he yeah. He still did, but because of their rules... Yeah, it's just the way right. the rules are stated. You know, he... It doesn't take away the fact that he hit a million points yeah, on Donkey Kong. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it puts a definite smudge on, on him, but... Technically speaking, if you want to look at whether he made it or not, he still made it. Yeah. So. And he's still, even like the Pac-Man ones and stuff, he still played a perfect game of Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how he played it. He played a perfect game. <laughs> That's not easy. 
So you know, it's a little a little sad for fans of Billy Mitchell right now. But yeah. Uh, but there. So now you have everyone has something new to strive for. You you yourself can go ahead and beat Billy Mitchell as long as it's on original though. It's, <laughs> it's not easy to find the original stuff. Interesting thing is they said on the motherboard. It's like I would think. You know what? If they want to get technical, fine. You have to actually stand in front of a Donkey Kong cabinet and play this. Now, that probably is what happened, at least for the second guy. Yeah. That's probably what and, he did. And hey, you know? hey, with with all the barcades we've talked about recently, a lot we, of them have the original which, cabinets. We went to Highland Theater last night to see Rampage. Mm-hmm. We all, I almost, we didn't quite have enough time to stop in the barcade next door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys okay. been in that one yet? We haven't That's been in that one. one. Okay. Which one? Barcade. The barcade by Highland Square. Is it is it open? Because it's yeah, like, it's been open a while. Okay, yeah. yeah. They have a it's, lot of. Well, I, the thing is, it's it's in a location that never looks open. Like even right. when the yeah. old bar was there, it never looked open. Right. So what you have, Vicky? No, I was gonna say, isn't that the one that you were talking about the sushi or something, or is that the different one? No, that's, no, that's that the, was one the other down, one. Yeah. That's quarter up in the, down in the quarter valley. Up in has the, valley. the sushi next yeah. door. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, there's so many of them opening up. I know. Keep track. I was with someone at Highland Square. I think I was with you, Vicky. We we stepped into Barcade just look a mm-hmm. couple months, a couple weeks ago, or maybe maybe a month or so ago. But um, they had a lot of um, pinball, so you're gonna have to check this out. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, that that's my main news for this week. Okay. Oh, I, I oh, and Kyle has something though. I do. Yep. Uh, it was announced this week that uh, USA is uh, at least they've ordered a pilot for a Jason Bourne. Uh, prequel uh, that centers on the organization that he worked for called Treadstone. Okay. Um, and so... Would this actually have him in it or would it be just about no, Treadstone? No, it's a prequel so it's like the okay. early days of uh, the organization that um, basically this was a group that was designed uh, within the CIA to take uh, US, uh, well, USA service workers or military people and train them to uh, operate and to operate in in um, for black ops uh, and uh, special situations that the United States need plausible deniability for, and so uh, we're I don't think we're going to see Jason Bourne in this one at all because it is a the early days of the series, but it's I I'm kind of I'm yeah. kind of excited about it. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see. It's sort of along the lines of. Um, with Taken, uh, which is a prequel to the series, uh, where you get to see the early days of Brian Mills when he first got into um, working for the, the Black Ops organization he works for. Okay. Well, so, see, the thing is, though, with with like the Jason Bourne movie, admittedly, the one movie that didn't have Jason Bourne in it didn't do as well. Right. Because people wanted Jason Bourne. They yeah. wanted a Bourne movie. Yeah. But if you've already established that this series is going to be just about the organization, you don't need Jason Bourne because no, you you're going to have so many other people that are kind of at his level anyway. Right, exactly. That are starting out with it. I think I think yeah. that that could work. I'm wondering how much um, all because Amazon's been getting a whole lot of positive response about this Jack um, Jack Ryan show that's mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. which Jack Ryan admittedly is not a super spy. No, right. he's an analyst. I mean, right. even if. Um, when you see the show, it's going to be he's an analyst, right? But um, I'm wondering how much the all the positive buzz from Amazon's getting on that has helped USA make the decision. You know what? What can we do that's a spy show? Well, that's just it. One of the one of the streamers or cable channels gets something that catches people, and then all of a sudden, the rest of them are like, "What can we do that's like yeah. that?" Right. Well, that's because. <laughs> Um, some people may not notice there is a, an actual physical battle happening between streaming services and actual and regular old school cable. Mm-hmm. Right, old school cable is slowly but surely dying. They're losing the battle. Yeah, but now the thing is, 
the streaming services are starting to bundle together so you can buy them all in one big package. Yeah. Just like so the cable company. So they're becoming a cable company. So and actually, <laughs> there's a couple of cable companies that are finally starting to learn. And um, I think Spectrum's one of the ones where um, if you're not a cable subscriber yet, you can actually um, buy, buy a, pa- a small package where you choose five channels. That's what you mm-hmm. get. Right. Which is something they've never been offered before well, because and, of the way the contracts and stuff work. And channels themselves are offering individual viewing mm-hmm. bundles either on their websites or through Amazon. Amazon Prime, you can get cheap monthly yeah. bundles of like HBO shows and stuff like that right. that you can watch through that. But. So it's like, yeah, if um, that's the, the, the only way I can see cable surviving is if um, even if they stay um, physically the way they are, where you are hooked up to a cable, but they start. Um, and it may, they still maybe still have to do packages. So the l- base level, you get 20 channels. You get your local channels, plus you choose five other channels or mm-hmm. 10 other channels. Mm-hmm. And then you can buy – but buying channels a la carte is the only way they're going to be able to make this go. I, you know, I don't think – And then maybe adding like Netflix and stuff to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think cable is – I don't think cable is – is going to be hurt as as much by the streaming services as we think because they a lot of people were saying when when we got serious radio and um it's got one satellite radio came in that uh that standard sta- radio. standard radio was going to be gone and it's not and a lot of people thought well now that we're now that we're getting Kindle and you know, we're getting the ebooks, uh, the e-books that the bookstores and uh, regular books are going to mm-hmm. be gone and they're not. I think cable is going to always be there. Well, the thing is, though, with cable, a lot of people are treating cable like they treat the streaming services, too. Yes. So that's that's all they really need because you can go and catch your series and just binge it all at once. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like you do on on Netflix or something anyway. Right. The the only thing I've seen that's a um, nice thing about having cable is actually since we have – we've downloaded the Pluto TV apps. Mm -hmm. And – if you want to just flip something on, so there's something in the background while you're doing something else, you're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Right. That's because that, um, the streaming services you have to choose what you're putting on. Right. right. The, it's nice that every once in a while to have something you just flip it on. You don't care what's running on it. It's just there's something going mm-hmm. on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a channel that's going to be something interesting. Right. Right. But because Vicky does that a lot of times, she'll have um, Pluto TV has a document or documentary channel. Mm-hmm. And it just runs documentaries. She saw one the other day about um, Australia in World War II. Okay. It was a history of their involvement in World War II. All right. It's something that here in America we don't mm-hmm. pay attention to much because we pay attention to what we did. Right. <laughs> right. Or what the big, like, Germany and Japan, yeah. what those guys were doing. And it's like, what was, what was, um, the, the, what was everybody else's, you, what did they do in mm-hmm. the world, in the war? True. Um, there's a bunch of other ones you found on there too. Cassie that were really like that. likes the Animal Planet. Yeah, there is, <laughs> there is a show that runs Animal Planet documentaries. Yeah, Animal Planet's so. always good. But then also yeah. the the same one Pluto TV, um, Nerdist has a channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geek and Sundry has a channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we like the All Me channel on um, on YouTube, which is stuff like Man at Arms, and it's so they have um, Man at Arms is a blacksmith show mm-hmm. that right. makes video game weapons. Actual yeah, see, bladed a lot of a lot weapons. of those channels actually just take the content that gets posted on YouTube anyway. Yeah, like and the, Nerd, the Nerdist channel. puts all their shows on YouTube. Pretty much. Because yeah. 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 Arms posted when they made uh, Zuri Spear. Yeah. yeah. And what they do is they just take the YouTube videos and stream them. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to stop. And it's not like you with YouTube, you get to the end of the video and then it's choose the next one. And then this is just a streaming channel. Right. Um, they have a bunch of movie channels that play great stuff. The MST3K has their own channel that just runs Mystery Science Theater 24-7. 
<laughs> Rift Tracks actually has their has one too. Wow. So it's good, good stuff if you get a chance, and it's free everywhere. You can download right. the Pluto TV anywhere and everywhere. Right. But let's get into what what we're going to talk about a little bit today. Well, let's get into movies in general because I'm exactly. going to do very quick reviews. Do quick reviews two. the other two, but then, then then we get to talk about the giant monkey. In the okay. Movie. Review number one: Isle of Dogs. Okay, it's definitely Wes Anderson. Okay. I it's, was surprised that you went to see this one because you. Well, thought, I like dogs. So. No, really? I like dogs. I was surprised by two of the movies you saw this I week like myself. I like dogs and I like animation. So that kind of kind of went past the fact that I don't like Wes Anderson very much. Um, based on, I, I haven't seen all Wes Anderson movies. I've seen a couple. And he's, he's Wes Anderson's a pretentious filmmaker <laughs> who, who loves the artsy stuff. And I, you know, I appreciate that there are people who like that. Um, and... Isle of Dogs is no different. It's definitely Wes Anderson. Um, it's definitely got a lot of his little little habits of he likes things very symmetrical. So there's a lot of scenery that's very symmetrical. A lot of images you see that are symmetrical. Things are very neat and there's clean lines. Even though this thing is mostly set on Trash Island, it's very clean. <laughs> it's like everything is like the trash is packed together very concisely and that kind of thing and. And so there, there's a lot of Wes Anderson-ness to it. Um, I guess the biggest issue of, of the Wes Anderson aspects would be the plot because he has, a, he has a tendency to take what could be a potentially exciting and interesting plot and make it not exciting at all. <laughs> this, the, the entire plot of this is that um, there's supposedly this, this snout flu that has just this what snout flu. It has ravaged through dogs. Um, it's basically dog flu. It's um, yeah. It's like uh, what was it, the chicken flu and the pink yeah, flu like and all the that. pink flu and all that. Yeah, basically okay. it's dog flu. So they have decided to to um, ban all dogs and send all dogs to Trash Island, which is literally where they put all their trash, um, and then then just just send them out there to survive on their own and not infect people uh, of of the city um, in Tokyo and the Tokyo area, Tokyo-like city. Um, so that's the basic premise. And the mayor does this. Well, his, the first dog to be sent out there is his ward's dog, just to prove that he's behind this. And of course, the ward, this little kid named um, named Atari, is not behind Atari? this. Atari? Yes, his name's Atari. <laughs> um, he's, not, he's not behind this at all, and basically steals this little biplane and travels out to Trash Island, where he crashes, and so he can't get off of Trash Island, um, go, and goes looking for his dog, and the dogs help him um, find his dog. <laughs> So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's a slightly convoluted plot, which is to be expected. Um, and ultimately you find out through the course of the movie that uh, the mayor, as well as all the people who are behind him on this, which is the majority of the population, are basically evil cat people. Like they love cats and they're evil people. <laughs> so this is why as a dog lover, this became a good movie because it showed how evil cat people are. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but that's I he, got, he got that right. Cats are <laughs> exactly. evil. Exactly. But it's also their owners that are evil. Um, <laughs> that's what's shown through this entire movie. So it shows you that dog people are good and cat people are bad. Um, which is kind of what we already know. But uh, <laughs> what about the cats act like dogs? No, this is not. It, this is not addressed in the movie. It doesn't matter. Oh, cats okay. are cats and dogs are dogs. Dang. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about the movie. Okay. Aside from the fact that the one thing that was really great, aside from 
dogs good, cats bad, um, was the animation. It's really pretty awesome stop motion animation. Okay. And the way the dogs are depicted, he definitely has different breeds of dogs. Even if you've just seen the poster, you can tell there's different breeds there. Um, Please tell from, me he's got an obnoxious chihuahua. He's well, actually no, but there is there is That's a Japan. there is a prophetic pug. <laughs> She can understand television, so her name's Oracle, and she tells the future. Oh my god! <laughs> she knows when the, she knows when the weather's gonna turn bad because she can understand the weather report on the television. Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody else thinks she has magic powers. Her name's her name's Oracle. What can I say? Um, so she's That's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so there are different breeds of dogs that, and really for stop motion, it's pretty amazing how they make the fur look like there, there's like breezes blowing and the fur moves like it, it's really well done in that aspect. Um, and also there's, the movie is not entirely in English The you can understand the dogs. All the dogs are speaking in English. But when people speak in Japanese, they're speaking Japanese. The dogs can't understand the kid. When he comes to Trash Island and tries to get them to do things, he's speaking Japanese and they can't understand Japanese. They don't know what he's saying. And neither does the audience. (laughs) But there are instances, there are instances of subtitles when it makes sense. Like there's actually uh, uh, an opening scene at uh, near the beginning of the movie where it actually tells you people are speaking in their native language and it's not being translated unless it makes sense for when it should be. And basically when the mayor is giving his speech, there's a translator who's putting it out through television. So you get to hear her or certain elements that are very important, you get a couple little subtitles. But like a lot of times you don't get anything. And when there are signs, you get a subtitle for the sign, that kind of thing. So it looks like you're watching a Japanese movie. It, it does, Because if does. you're watching a Japanese movie with subtitles, a lot of it's crazy, well, anime even. Yeah. If they have something in Japanese in the background, it's like you'll see that on there, plus right. the subtitle, you gotta read real fast. That's what you're getting, that's <laughs> what you're getting. So, you know, it, it's definitely not um, a movie for people who want to lazy watch a movie because you have to actively participate in reading your movie um but it's i mean it's an okay movie if you like wes anderson and if you like really cool animation okay um but it it is artsy definitely artsy Mm -hmm. uh the other one i saw was a quiet place which i would highly recommend to people i'm not a horror fan this looks interesting it's it's almost not a horror it's you have it doesn't even start before things go wrong. It starts on day 89. Okay. And from the beginning, you you obviously well, you know going in kind of that it's all about silence. So, from the beginning when it when you get day 89, it starts with a family in an abandoned grocery store trying to get supplies. They're absolutely quiet and you can tell there's a reason for them to be quiet, but at the very beginning you don't know any reason. You just know they have to be quiet. They're all in bare feet. Um, they're all, their clothing and everything you can tell is, is not clothing that would make any kind of sound, like no, no windbreakers and stuff like that. Nothing that would even make little sounds. And it's, um, parents and three kids within the first few minutes, the youngest child spots a toy and you see him on an overturned plastic laundry basket, reaching up to get this toy right away. Everyone in the audience is just like, holy crap, don't fall, don't fall. (laughs) You know right away you should not be making any noise. And you don't want this kid to fall. Then you don't want him to make the toy fall. And then you don't want the toy to make noise. And then you're like, there's so much. And the whole movie is just tension for everyone on screen and everyone in the audience. And (laughs) 
there's maybe three or four times during the movie where you could actually eat a piece of popcorn. Like no one, <laughs> no one does anything as you're watching this movie. Like people were not eating popcorn, nothing. There's no sound in the theater. It was awesome. <laughs> but the, the whole premise is basically there's these creatures that have come to earth. You never find out why. They're just there. And everyone who has survived is surviving because they don't make noise. So the John Krasinski's family has um, basically moved out from their regular house because it had a lot of creaky floorboards to their barn. And they have like blankets everywhere on the walls. They, they have kind of an underground part of the barn that um, they cover up with a mattress instead of a board because you don't want the board making noise when you cover it. Uh, and they, they've got like paper plastered on the walls in layers so that it soundproofs it. All this going on. And one, the daughter is deaf. So that creates even more anxiety when you see <coughs> things going on around her and she can't hear anything. <laughs> and the way they use sound in this movie, they've created it. You hear what the characters hear and when they're focusing on the deaf daughter, you hear nothing. They've like, there's just complete vacuum of nothingness when they're showing her interacting with things. Hmm. And then because you have that vacuum and you see something happen behind her, you're just like, no, no, oh. <laughs> just, there is so much, like that's the horror of this movie. It's the tension that it creates. They did such a good job with the acting and with the non-sound of everything plus the the anticipation of what could happen like not only do you not want sound you don't want the potential for sound and you know like you're seeing all this stuff and then midway through the movie it turns out the the mom is pregnant because mm -hmm. it skips some time it skips hundreds of days at a time um throughout this but the mom is pregnant and so the first thing you think of is what the hell happens when she has the baby? <laughs> like she's got to go into labor that baby's born and is going to cry like what the hell happens and they address it, they, they, they have prepared. And um, you've probably seen a, in the trailer or, or the ad on TV, you've seen her in the bathtub, Emily Blunt in the bathtub. That's when she's in labor and she's having contractions and trying not to make a sound as this creature is in the house looking for her. They can't see anything. It's everything is sound for them and that's why everyone has to be absolutely silent. And as soon as they hear the sound, they trigger on it and they basically attack like just and boom it's done and you see this happen a couple times in the movie but you see that's a little kid in the trailer yes and it, it's just intense like it's a very intense movie but it's really well done there's there's some logic issues if you think about it too much so don't think about it that's a movie just, in general <laughs> it, i mean it, it's a horror movie in general a lot yeah. of stuff never makes sense um, but if uh, i can tell you that uh, i i know that john krasinski said he watched get out and he watched alien and he watched the babadook to prepare for this and those are all movies that have that tension and anticipation a lot of it is reminiscent of the first alien when they're going through a dark ship and they don't know where the alien might be like it's got that kind of feel to it okay um but it's not it's not gory there's there's a bit of blood at times but it's not gory it's just the scares come from that knowing that if you make a sound you're dead right that it's just it's really well done 
Cool. So yeah, I would I would recommend that. Even if you're not a horror fan, if you're like a thriller fan, you know. It sounds like, that like the type of movie I actually probably would like. Yeah, it's it's really well done. And it's and it's concise. It's only like ninety three minutes. Like it's a concise movie. It doesn't drag on with things and, and the plot is just laid out there. It's really good. And by the way, the, the deaf daughter, she is played by a deaf actress. Okay. They, cool. John Krasinski said he that there, he was not flagging on that one. He he wanted a deaf actress to play the role. Now did he direct this also? Yes. Or? Okay. He wrote it. And he directed it, and he's in it. <laughs> um, apparently, when he wrote it, he didn't he didn't want to. Emily Blunt is his wife. She plays his wife yeah. in the movie. Is his wife in real life? Um, he didn't want her to read it right away and, until he was done. And when she finally read it, she said, "You better not hire anyone but me for this role." <laughs> Wasn't about to argue with her. <laughs> so, and apparently, that bathtub scene where where she's in contractions was done <clears> in <throat> one take. Oh. And, and he said, as soon as she was done, she said, "Okay, what's for lunch?" because <laughs> <laughs> well, don't they have a couple they have a couple kids though, yes they? they do have a couple kids and it, the whole thing they, they talk about it being a metaphor for parenthood because really the whole movie is about the parents protecting the kids but it's essentially just protecting everybody yeah right. you know so but it's it yeah it's really well done I was I was impressed I'm not often impressed by something that's a quote unquote horror movie well but looking I was at it um, it looks like they could they probably made this on a pretty low budget yeah because there's what five actors in the entire I mean was there other actors that come in and there's out a too couple, or there's a couple others but not much at all so your your actor budget is low mm-hmm. um, what was there in the way of effects were they CG monsters or they were CGI monsters they didn't even know what they would look like until after production so okay so it looks but like yeah, this I was mean, not the, an expensive movie to make it's a main like the the setting is the barn, the outdoors, a small town sort of thing. like it's not much for sets. There's not much for actors, right. and then some of the CGI. But it's that's all is the monster. You don't see a lot of the monsters until near the end. You actually do see them. You, you see them in bits and pieces throughout the movie. But a lot of times when you see them, they ha- it happens so fast you don't really see them. Right. Um, but yeah, they they weren't decided on until after the movie was made. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, they actually budget. made this on seventeen million. Yep. So there you go. Which and is rather low for a uh, big budget movie. And it's made its money back. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, most of them are around 40. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that sounds awesome. But uh, was there anything else on A Quiet Place? That was it. That's all I think it's time to talk about the big monkey in the room. <laughs> George is my favorite big monkey of all time now. Dude, Gorilla. some of this stuff was not appropriate for the children in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now, oh my lord. George is hilarious. Something that yes. did remind me on this was um, there's something about this first quarter movies that kaiju are getting a lot of love. Because mm-hmm. this was an American kaiju movie. It was. It was. It was an American version of a Japanese kaiju mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Which is what the game was. The game was an American version of if you taken made a kaiju video game in Japan. Mm-hmm. This was the American version of it. Yeah. Right. It's three big creatures smashing buildings. Right. <laughs> and that's what we got in this. <laughs> it was exactly what um, it told you it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I did it very well. I thought myself. It was it was fun. It was okay. Yeah. I I know. You well, this was another one that I was thoroughly surprised that you even wanted to see it because yes. you don't like giant monster movies. I know. I'm not into that. I just I'm not into like giant monster smashing cities. Um, but it looked fun enough. Yeah. That I was willing to give it a chance, and may, it's probably the reason I enjoyed it so much was that I had zero expectations going into yeah. it. Um, I was like, okay, it's a monster movie. It's based on a video game, which lowers expectations to begin with. In the video um, game, I don't know the whole story behind it, but I'm, I told Vicky, is like, I think very much the people who programmed this video game wanted to do Godzilla and King Kong and couldn't get the rights. Because you look at the video, Lizzie looks like a stylized Godzilla, 
And George in the video game looks like a King Kong. Yeah. 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 I mean, absolutely. <laughs> they, they were just going for the big movie monsters, I think, yeah. though. Well, yeah. I mean, we'd see in the game, though, they were mutated humans. And, yeah. And they became... Right. But the look yeah. of them overall, I mean... Right. Yeah, they were. They, they just wanted a game where massive animals destroy cities. Right. That's all it was. I you mean, climbed and, up on the building. The first one to destroy your building and, wins. And really, <laughs> and really, if you think about it, well, what else are you going to go with other than some form of primate... And some form of giant lizard, and then let's throw a wolf in there, yeah. you know, like <laughs> a giant werewolf. And actually, in the game, yeah. it looked like a werewolf. Yes, yeah. it did look more like a werewolf. Whereas in the movie, it just looks scary. Yeah, <laughs> a flying wolf. Yeah, it's. Uh, they came up shoot, with, with they quills. Shoot quills. With yeah. quills. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They, well, they, the nice thing is they had t- actually explained at the beginning that the genetic editing was adding traits from other an- yes. DNA of other animals to these. Mm-hmm. So you could see the wolf. They added mm-hmm. bat DNA more than likely. Mm-hmm. Flying squirrel. Well, they said, flying squirrel. Well, they also said they all had um, mm-hmm. bat DNA too. For the sonar. The sonar yeah. thing. The, and the, yeah, like we said, the um, porcupine DNA. Because mm-hmm. porcupine throw their squills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was Not all sure about what Lizzie placing. was. Lizzie was a yeah, she, crocodile mix. I don't know what the well, other Well, it had a lizard. It was, you know, the, it, there's that lizard that flares out. It had yeah. that oh. lizard thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, it definitely seemed like it had some dinosaur involved in yeah. it. Yes, yeah. Um, but George is weird because really, you didn't see a lot of traits from other animals other than size and speed. And, I think yeah. he got the aggression. Mm. Well, all of them got that. Well, yeah. no, but well, he he definitely he definitely got speed out of it though, yeah, and, and just the growth of it. But right, um, I think The Rock also was. I, I'm trying to think what other actor could pull it off just the way The Rock does his delivery and stuff. There's a yeah. reason he's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood right now. I <laughs> mean, really, you know, if you're gonna go see a movie with The Rock in it, it's gonna be The Rock. Like, yeah. I mean, to me, yeah. that he doesn't even have a character anymore. He's just The Rock in every single movie. Well, this one they actually <laughs> took advantage of because they did a couple things in there that felt like his wrestling character. Yeah. Once in a while, like one of the just line delivery on a couple things. Yes. And I think they did that on purpose for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see when he does play Black Adam if you actually lose him in the role of Black Adam. And and the thing is, the thing I, I think I liked about it was, yes, they had a scientific basis for this, but they didn't get bogged down in trying to explain it to people. No. no. They, they, they dumbed it down and they were like, everyone's heard of CRISPRs, we'll throw that in, and this is what they do, we'll throw that in, and this is the result. Now go. Like, it was like, you didn't have to get, if they had gone into more explanations, it would have been like the original Hulk movie, where it just messed everything up to get too sciencey. And you you just had to believe that The Rock could talk to gorillas. It didn't matter that he doesn't seem like the educated type. (laughs) But see, to me, I, I can he has this way of kind of exuding a type of intelligence. Well, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. he's not, but it's just yeah. like you didn't have to go too far with it. No, well, the nice thing is, no. through two no. or three lines, they explained what happened. Mm-hmm. He actually, um, he is a primatologist. Yes. But he started, um, he was also a special forces guy right. in the army who got into, um, and it, instead of getting into, usually most movies, <clears throat> if you go on special forces, they get into anti-terrorism and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. He went a different direction. He ended up going into the UN special forces, into anti um Poaching. Anti-poaching. Yeah. yeah. Which leads right to what he's doing. Yes. yes. And, and so it, it actually sense. makes sense for yeah. that character. And, and it he makes was sense. already a primatologist. It makes sense for what he can do and how he interacts mm-hmm. with the animals. Yeah. It also but it kind of explains his, 
him being as big as he yeah, was. Yeah, he gives you explains his size, his fighting ability. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, that's what it was. I was trying to think of the scene that actually made me feel like this is the Rock is the one where he's got the two MPs. Right. He's like, I'm gonna knock you out. <laughs> I'm gonna choke you out till you urinate yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a Rock thing. I think he's done it in a couple other movies. <laughs> and then when he chokes the guy out, that's a big arm. Don't fight it. <laughs> that, that's the that point was, that you know that this is the Rock doing this. No hilarious. one else can pull that off. That was hilarious. That was. I so mean, you I know mean, you don't have to punch everybody. But it's more fun. Yeah, but it's more fun that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's that's probably what made it fun was mm-hmm. between The Rock and um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Because he he brought a little of Negan in there. there like there was he did. He did. There was some Negan in that character, mm-hmm. and he was he was such a dick at first, and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna hate him. I want that's them to, for sure. Want I thought he was going to be one of the villains. Yes. And then all of a sudden he switched. He's like, no, I don't like what these government guys are doing. You go. <laughs> do what you do. <laughs> movie was why the hell is he so clean because he's not been involved in any of it but no there's so much no, dirt he's been in the offices he's been in all these other places no he was in a freaking parachute when he came down yeah, he was plane in a crash. crash there but... was a plane crash he was in a parachute and, and his suit is spotless he has a black suit there's no dust on it come on <laughs> Hey, when you're that cool. I know. That's what I'm saying. Special body armor. It's, it's that whole assholes have to stick together thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. I'm that, that, like, oh, so yeah, yeah, there's no effect. Okay, so. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. what I was wondering. I told him, I said, I was hoping that you would find out where George ended up. Yeah, that would be nice to just see, because there's like, where are we going to put him now? Yeah. <laughs> and we find is, if they I had two, an actual place. I have two, two ideas. Mm-hmm. First one was the island I kept thinking on it overnight. I kept thinking, she said an island, I said, yeah, put him on Skull Island. No, 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 I think they put him back in the Congo. Yeah, why not? He He's big enough. He could take out the poachers on his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's See, smart enough that you could say, okay, is, those guys. I don't deal. want that to be a lead into a sequel, because no. I don't think it needs a sequel. This no. movie does not need a sequel at all. It finishes no. on an awesome place. Yes. And um, actually, they did not have it finish on such an awesome place in the original script. I don't think George was going to make it. No. In the original. The, so. the problem with us is they actually spoiled, the ending was spoiled for us. We went and saw it at the Highland Theater. Mm-hmm. So you could hear the, and oh. we got in we were about 10 minutes before the end of the oh, movie. Oh no. So the whole thing about, um, oh you were messing with me. Oh. I heard all of that. I was not crying. I was not crying. <laughs> There's a lot of dust around. I wasn't crying. The personality they gave that giant ape was amazing. The Actually, what was the most amazing part was the CGI. Mm-hmm. The yeah. fact that these animals legit felt like huge animals in this environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they were so realistic and so well blended with the backgrounds. Right. The only time that, that I saw that you could have, that possibly you started to see it was at the very end when the rock touches George's hand. There was, yeah. There you could almost bit. see that that wasn't quite right. Bit. But the fact that like the fur on George and on the wolf and, and just like the noxious mouth of the alligator I mean it just mm-hmm. it looks so real they did a great job with the CGI in, in, in the flashback George looks so cute as a baby yes <laughs> this little baby, um, the gorilla with ginormous eyes and, and you know that George in its entirety whether whether he was a baby or r- regular adult or full grown that was all CGI yeah like that is not a monkey they could have found no um, so that was entirely C- that's why it, yeah it was so impressive just at every level and I, I'm not sure if all the gorillas at, in those opening scenes were CGI. They were either CGI or suits. Yeah. Yeah, but were, none of those were actual the, gorillas, I don't think. It was, it was just impressive the way they did it, I think. Yeah. Um, well, what was kind of cool for me was I, watching the trailers. I'm they're sitting there. I hope this isn't the best part of the movie. But mm-hmm. the thing is, the stuff that I saw in the trailers, when I saw it in the movie, it was just as good and watching it on the yes. movie screen as it was in the trailer. When it, when it fit in it the It didn't context, take away from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot more than what was in the trailers. Yeah. 
Um, and, and the cool thing was all the little bits if you knew the game. Mm-hmm. Right. If you knew Rampage, I mean, you even... Did, you guys did see the Rampage cabinet in there, right? Yes, right, in <laughs> yeah. the offices of, of the villains in the background. It stayed blurry the whole time, uh-huh. right. but there was a Rampage game cabinet there. That, um, the villains in this, they didn't overdo it. They're like, you mm-hmm. know what? They're here. This is what's happening with them. This is, now let's go back to the giant This is why they're animals. evil. They put all this money into the research. They want it back, but they want to see what happens. Yeah, you get about well, the, the, brother, the brother was so stupid. The, yeah, the, well, the, brother, the well, brother was going along with his sister. She was the smart one. And because she was the one who made all the money, he was going along with her because mm-hmm. he knew she was making the money. <laughs> Sure, I'll, here, you got my laptop. I can go here. Take the rat. Mm. Splat. That um, was great, though. That, that was such a good setup. You knew it was coming. Yeah. The one little <laughs> thing I did see with Jeffrey Dean Morgan was the fact that he loved um, his lines in the movie. He loved the, the script for what he got, like, um, when he's talking to that general. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, if you watch it, every time he says sir has a different meaning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sir is not... There's sir no respect a, behind it at all. Well, the first time I think there was, but as you go, you get less respect uh-huh. on every time you hear a sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just the way Jeffrey Dean Morgan does stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that, that's why there was that bit of Negan in there, because mm-hmm. he's, 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 a, he's definitely a smart-ass character, and that, that was there. Yes. Another thing that they did, they did right, they didn't do wrong, was they could have very easily put too much of the other two... By focusing on George, mm-hmm. they didn't. You didn't have to go um, build two other ginormous characters. Right, they were there to smash the city, but mm-hmm. they really did. You didn't get personality out of them. You didn't have no. to deal with all that stuff. Mm-mm. So you could focus on one character, and it, basically, this movie was the Rock and George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other characters facilitated that story, mm-hmm. and I think that's that made it a little bit more linear. It made a lot more sense, and it made it um, so that when. Um, George loses it and basically becomes feral mm-hmm. um, as much as the difference between a normal and a feral right. for a gorilla but um, then you actually feel for the rock and you know there's a real reason he's going to do this yes right. this is his best friend that he's lost and I think when you first get the wolf and you have that team that's hunting it mm-hmm. yeah. um, led by Joe Magnello yeah uh, which is funny because he played a werewolf on television and now he's hunting one um, but, um, but you get to see how fast it is, what its skills are, mm-hmm. um, how deadly it is, and how they can't kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's I think the biggest point you get out of them hunting that wolf is how much they can't kill. And it. I do like how um, they were talking about it was the hippies or someone said they they calling it jo- Ralph, and that's the only thing you, the only time that, you ever hear Ralph. They, those internet hippies yeah. calling it Ralph. Mm-hmm. They never they never gave the crocodile the name Lizzie, but no. they did call. Yeah, they didn't Ralph. get that for. Then that was great because you do get a little bit on Ralph and where he became. Yeah, and Lizzie, you get to see that it ate the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that was, then, then you don't get any more Lizzie. Yeah, Every once Lizzie. In a while, you, it's like a Godzilla. It is like a Godzilla yeah. movie, to where you you see the underwater wake and it would smash boats as it's going, but you don't see what it is until it attacks the city. And it right. and it made complete sense that from the Everglades, there are ways to get up through the waterways to get all the way there. I yes. mean, well, they said it came out of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is Gulf of Mexico. Mississippi. Yeah, up the Mississippi River, you're yep. there. There you go. Um. The, the other thing was the woman in the red dress. Yes. She is a staple of the game Rampage. There's yeah. a woman in the red dress that gets eaten. In the movie, the villain is in a red dress. Yeah. And I kept thinking, George I was like, takes care see, of her. Are we going to see a woman in a red dress? And I was like, oh, shit. They, just made, it, they just made it the main character. Yeah. And the, be, the best part is the, um, they use that to give George the antidote. Mm-hmm. Here, stick it in her pocket. When he eats her, it'll be all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the go. rock calls, hey, George, come look at this. <laughs> 
The the cool thing was that um, The Rock did actually learn sign language for the movie. Okay. Um, but you can tell it's not normal American sign language. No, it's... Well, if I remember right, there is actually a type of sign language that's been developed to, for working with primates. Yes. And, and it's, it's a simplified it's kind version. Of, uh, yeah, like a stunted version of it just to give more symbolic than words. Yeah. Because, um, well, obviously their brain doesn't work on the same function right. as we do. It's close, but and, it's not the but same. But that was better. That was the well. other cool thing about it. Like, they actually consulted the Diane Fossey Foundation um, about gorillas and spent time with gorillas and primatologists at the Atlanta Zoo, um, as well as spent a bit of time in the Ever Everglades with alligators. Okay. So they actually looked into animals for this. Yeah. They didn't just flat out say, oh, we're going to make them do this. Right. No, they looked at... You know, the interactions of how would a gorilla act or how, what are their emotions like or stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and the other thing that I, I told Kylan this week that um, Joe, <laughs> Joe Magnello got the role because of D&D. Okay. He, um, he was talking to, uh, he wanted to talk to the director, to Peyton, about uh, the D&D movie because he had written a script for it. Yeah. And Peyton was interested in doing a D&D movie, apparently. Um, they got on a Skype call and he told them, he's like, Joe, I'm in Atlanta working on Rampage right now. I've got a role for you if you want it and you can come talk D&D. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he ended up with it. He went down, talked D&D, got the role. Because <laughs> really his role in the movie was, um, it feels like a lot longer, but it's only about five minutes and, in the Yeah, movie. It's, it's a very small role. But Which is, and, it, and it's, it's basically an your role, establishing but, yeah. role for, for Ralph. Yeah. And how fast he is, and how exactly. slick that cream. So he, that he was necessary for that, but uh, yeah. he got he got to practice his uh, his death stroke. But basically, <laughs> that's exactly George what it was. Smaller of the three. Yeah. Yeah, George. It was surprising they didn't make George bigger. Like the, well, the way Ralph, Ralph and Lizzie was ended about up the same so size. Well, the, Ralph was about the same size as George. Yeah. But really, the, George, by the time he was done, was only about fifteen foot tall. Yeah, and Lizzie was. But so was huge. Well, you gotta think. <laughs> Um, a standard gorilla, then a full-size saltwater crocodile. True, true. Full-size saltwater crocodile. Can, crocodile. That was an alligator. Well, I think. Well, she um, was a gator. It could be either one because Florida does have saltwater crocodiles, just not as many. Yeah. But a saltwater crocodile, if I remember right, can get up for like twenty-one feet long. Those were in um, Africa or gators uh, have yeah. gators have shorter snouts, so she was a gator. Okay, but still, you're talking fifteen. <laughs> but still, yeah, they're nose. they're really they're really big. Yeah, that's true. If you look at percentage-wise, they were probably about actually. They would probably be better. already yeah. was about 10 yeah. feet. Yeah, 10 to 15 probably. And, it, and Lizzie made very short work of Ralph. Yes. Yes. Which but, was cool. Because that way we didn't have to have all three of them fighting back and forth. It goes back and forth and up and down. And it, it's like right. She just snapped his head off and threw I him. mean, because once it came down to it, um, initially they were all trying to get to Chicago to stop the sound. Because the they were the the evils were using the sonar to attract them to one spot. Right. Well, yeah, that's um, the only way they could get the DNA and, off these things. And so, so they the animals basically wanted to stop the sound because it was it hurting hurts. them. <laughs> uh, so once they stopped that, they they were technically working together to stop it. Once they stopped it, they were all against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's they had pointed that out. Actually, the rock pointed that out. It's like, hey, these two creatures will be fighting in the wild. Why are they working together? Exactly. Exactly. So once they started fighting, though, when when you saw what Ralph was doing, the, the thing I thought was really cool with the effects was um, you saw Ralph glide around when you first saw him in the woods and stuff like that. But when he was fighting, he was really using that flight to his advantage. Like there was mm-hmm. one point where George threw him and before he hit a building, he flipped around and opened those wings of his and flew back. Like it was just... Yeah. Amazing yeah. Like, to, to see yes. him use it like that. Well, it would be what you would expect to see if you grabbed a bird and threw a bird. Yeah. 
they just t- turn around and fly. So it was, it was pretty it's cool. It's like instinct. Yeah. I, I think overall it was good. And actually, um, the fact that they were in Chicago was significant because um, the original arcade game was developed by Midway Games and it had its headquarters in Chicago. Oh, nice. So Well, I, I watched it and I was like, dude, Chicago's becoming the new New Yorker... Um, Tokyo. The Transformers movies destroy Chicago. This is destroying Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta move out. You gotta give New York and Tokyo time to relax for a bit. Yeah. Right. And uh, well, especially LA. after Pacific Rim Two, it's time for Tokyo to take a rest. <laughs> so you know, moving over to Chicago. Still got a year or two. At some point, they're gonna need a smaller city, and it'll become Cleveland again. That's right. <laughs> So, um, and what else did we... Was there anything else you that, had on it? That's all I have. This was... Like you said, this was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. This it was, was exactly, exactly what I expected from it. Um, there was no major huge surprises, but it was still one of those... You get a big grin on your face the whole time you're watching yeah, it. Yeah, why would he teach him the middle finger? Because Just it's around. fun. It's something you do. Because he's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> See, guys... Oh, he was guys do that. Guys teach that to their sons. Okay? This is it's a guy taught, thing. And along with the other thing that he taught him at the end, you know, when uh, George is asking him if uh, uh-huh. they were friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just... I'm well, just like, oh, good lord. That, George is yeah. a teenager. I mean, yeah. really. Just... George, the sense of humor and the character that they gave George was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Stuff, um, the Rock's like, okay, we're going to be okay. Now fist bump. And George starts to give him fist bump and gives him a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Rock is playing yeah. George, too. You notice that? I mean, I mean, even from the beginning when George chased the guy mm-hmm. and then he was crying, he's like, no, he's not laughing. He's crying. And George is laughing away. <laughs> George's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's perfect. He's a prankster. <laughs> Um, and then, well, the the other thing I had was the very end after George wakes up and the lady turns around and because um, the, the rock's like, no, we're not. I'm not going to date her. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do anything with her. And turn around and he tells George, yeah, I'm I'm going to take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're they're just like guys. Yeah. George is just another one of the guys for him. Exactly. <laughs> and they established that early because they established that um, The Rock likes animals more than people. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, George is his best friend. Exactly. Well, he's getting hit on by the girl and and that, go home with the dogs. And that's why you knew like George was not going to stay you know, the aggressive one that he that he became. You yeah. knew George was getting the antidote. If there right. was only one of those vials available, you knew who it was going for. See, that's what I was wondering if they would have <clears throat> actually tried to save the other two as well. See, that's the one thing that bothered me was like, it wasn't their fault, <laughs> <laughs> but what are you going to do with them? You know, yeah. like same with what do you do with George? But, but really it wasn't their fault at all. They just happened to sniff something. Exactly. <laughs> right. uh, the other yeah. thing I had out of this was, um, Ford put some money into this and I was happy that I got to see the new Ford Bronco. No, you didn't. That wasn't the Bronco? Um, because no, I Bronco. looked it up. No, it was a prototype. No, no, no. Of it, I, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Ford Bronco isn't even in production and they haven't released the look well, of yeah, it yet. But, no. They have not released the look of it yet. But they were going to year. give they were going to give the Rock a Jeep. Yeah. The Rock loves Ford and didn't want a Jeep. Yeah. And he said, I want something really cool in that. And they said and he said, you know, we heard that there's a new Bronco coming, and they said, Well, we don't even have that in development yet. So we don't have a car, a vehicle to give you. What they gave him was a 2004 prototype Bronco that was used for car shows. Yeah, that's I say that's the one I've but seen. But that's that's not necessarily the new one that's coming. Oh, okay. But it but it's from 2004. Yeah. It's 14 years old. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's the one they gave him. It, it does look cool. I knew. Well, I knew it was the Bronco. I mean, the, the yes. Bronco has a look. It is yeah. the Bronco, but it's from 2004. Which I, I I'm glad. I I, I love that the Rock loves. Ford trucks, because like when you think of action, when you think of action stars, you know you still see them maybe driving a Range Rover 
or whether they don't make Hummers anymore. But, you know, you'd think it'd be something more... Oh, they make Hummers, uh, just not here. <laughs> yeah, well, you figure it's something more high-end. Right. You know, right. but the thing is... I, well, I'm, there's I a drive reason. a Ford, so I'm like, hey! Yeah. There's a reason, well, so we drive Ford also, there's yeah. a reason that the Ford F-150 is the number one selling truck in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every, most of your farmers anywhere have a, at least one F-150 running around. It, a lot of times it's old and beat up and still running. I right. wanted that black tactical um, F-150. That one driving. was nice. Yeah. We're sort of in the market for cars. And so we... When one of the ones we've been kind of looking at, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more of an SUV person, mm-hmm. but Don suggested, well, how about pickup? And all the all the different uh, options that are available in the different oh, yeah. configura- configurations for the, F- for the F-150, I'm just Dude, like, the there's F-150, a lot. The SVT yes. Raptor? There's a lot. Oh, oh yeah, I, saw, I saw a Raptor. Yeah, we're not looking to spend a lot of money. <laughs> I saw a Raptor the other day. I told the Don Raptors about are it. crazy. Like, oh, my. <laughs> like, honestly, when I was a kid, pickup trucks are like, uh, but now I'm like, yeah. those they look so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, and I rather you know what I'm like. I would drive rather drive one of those than um, unless it's a Challenger. Mm-hmm. Although I, I like mm-hmm. Camaro, but whatever. But yeah, they, they, <laughs> trucks now look tough. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. And that, everybody else is still trying to do what Ford's figured out how to do with the F one fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. So, but um, yeah, as we get into car talk, <laughs> well, Geek Watch One Car Talk. <laughs> well, you know that cars plays a big play a big role in the geek community. Yeah, because no kit. Exactly, yeah. and dude. The, even for the problems that the new Knight Rider had, yes. that Mustang was beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it was. and they actually, and Ford actually made a um, actually a production model of the Ford um, Shelby Cobra. Um, it was like the GT500 KR edition. Right. And it was kit. Right. Without the, all the lights and stuff. But it was the black um, the black Mustang you saw on TV. Was You could buy it from from Ford as a special edition. And there wasn't there a, one of the configurations on the show was a F-150 too, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, okay. Which is, I think they got, they got that idea from um, Team Knight Rider. Team Knight Rider. Well, all, all <laughs> the... Show, I still... I, they need to come back and put out a um, a book or just something real quick to know what happened at the end of that. Yeah, I watched that show. It. I want to see because you see the they leave it on a cliffhanger and it got canceled. When all the vehicles of Team Knight Rider, those, those were Ford too. Yeah, yeah. So okay, back to Rampage. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we're back into our '90s action TV talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> to wrap no, we're up. wrapping up on Rampage. No, Rampage was a fun movie. It was great. If you get a chance, play the video game if you've never played it. There's all these, like you said, all these arcades around. It was a fun game. It's not a lot to it. It's, it's you run around smashing a building. First one to drop their building wins. It was yeah. a better, actually, it, it was a better video game uh, to movie adaptation than I'm. I'm gonna say I thought it was better than Mortal Kombat as far yeah. as because it was definitely more faithful. It felt by, well by the time st- you had all the big creatures moving toward the city, mm-hmm. it started feeling like a live action video game walkthrough. Right. <laughs> Like you were just seeing them yeah. go through all the because well, really you got those crashed buildings like what that big building that went that was the way they came like down the they, they in, the, yeah. in the game yes yes well it was be- um it's definitely better than uh, some of the board game adaptations we got oh god because <laughs> um that stuff like Battleship I enjoyed the movie Battleship if they had not called it Battleship 
Because <laughs> it had nothing to do with the board game. I, I you know, I have not, I did not see Battleship. But it's I was a, scared. It's not a bad movie as long as you get it out of your head that it's based on a game. Right. That movie bored Lucy to death. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a bad um, Navy movie. Right. If okay. you just see it as a Navy action movie. Okay. But if you try to um, wrap your head around that this was based on the game and remembering how you play the game, mm-hmm. there are parts that are part of the game. Like, they use sonar buoys for... Well, I don't remember the whole point of the game thing. Mm-hmm. But they use sonar buoys to find out what's going on, and that, which is very similar to Battleship. Right. Because you're making a grid and trying to figure out where, where everything's at. Exactly. But um, that that's not the major part of the... Okay. That helps with the finish of it. Right. But that's, that's not, not the whole purpose of the movie. Well, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, no... Street Fighter 2, I'm, I know, Street Fighter, the live action movie. I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> actually, both versions. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think, uh, was, did Shane Black do um, uh, the movie? Didn't he? Well, I don't, I don't remember who directed it. Well, if, See, if, the funny thing is, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, we brought, mentioned them both as video game adaptations to movies. Right. Both of them were very faithful to the actual um, story of the game. Right. This one, the Mortal Kombat actually translated better to screen. Yes, because Street Fighter it was this it was the um, the actual game on screen, or it was the story of the game. The problem right. is, it wasn't a great story. The no. game was great to play, but the story of the game was neither great. That's what they don't consider. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, that, we already have the story. And the, no I think story. the major difference between the two movies was Street Fighter took the camp and raised it to nine hundred. Right. It was the campiest video game movie. I mean, almost as bad as um, Super Mario Brothers. But I love Super Mario Brothers. That's great. And the thing is, like, look at look at Rampage. There's not much of a story. No, it's very basic. You don't need it. But it's all action anyway. You don't need the character development. No. You don't need mm-hmm. you know the background and all. No, you don't. There need was two any characters that. that needed developed, and they did that well. Yes, and then the whole the whole point of the movie is a bunch of giant animals destroying a city. That's all you wait for. That's what you get. So, so far, this year we've had two big kaiju movies. And I I thought we've had two good kaiju movies. American kaiju movies. Because Pacific Rim 2, you had fun with. Yeah, I did. And uh, we had fun. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed Rampage. Uh, The next thing I think that could be almost considered kaiju, but not quite, is um, Jurassic World. Coming next month. Or two months. Well, so. it's not re- I wouldn't consider the Jurassic movies kaiju movies. No, they're dinosaur movies. <laughs> well, they're giant monsters, I mean, but they're not destroying cities they're, unless they're you're di- in Jurassic yeah. World 2 or they're, Jurassic Park 2. They're dinosaurs on the loose, but... Yeah. So, um, but it is time to wrap this up. Yes. Do we have anything else from any of you guys before it's time to wrap this up? Yeah. Nope. Well, Geeksters, um, let us know. What did you think of A Quiet Place or Isle of Dogs or um, Rampage or any other movie you've seen? Let us know what you think. Um, also, remember, Lost in Space came out this week, so let us know what you thought of Lost in Space. Uh, you can get a hold of us at geekwatch1.com. You can also go email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. All social media everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, um, Tumblr, Instagram, all of it is Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into your search bar and don't find us, let us know about it, and Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. Also, you can find us on our networks at the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebyGeeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And then, uh, from here at the Oddball Outpost, and for Dawn and Kyle and Vicky and myself... Just remember, no matter where you go, there you are.